So immediately, the very first thing we should do is is a content warning for this movie. It, it's a lot. It's a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> if if it has a lot of the the sex and um, violence, there's some incest. There's some child death. Uh, there sure is. There is also some assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. You know, I don't think any dogs get hurt. No, I, th- I don't think there are any dogs, are there? No. There are horses. The if horse you, is fine, though. But the horse is fine. If you don't like horses, though, <laughs> skip it. Uh, let's see. Um, if you're squeamish about sexual words, like, come, uh, probably skip this one. I'm squeamish about you saying come that way. <laughs> That's the only way I know how. Uh, if you're squeamish about giant death marble walls that slowly chop off heads as they move towards you. No, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'll probably skip this one. Caligula. That's a movie. That's a man. That's a movie, man. That's a movie, man. Comma, man. <laughs> we did not talk about whether we thought Caligula deserved the hatred that it's earned, the ire, the the fear it's a little hard for us to fear. it's it's place it's place behind the beaded curtain. It earned that. Oh, it certainly no, it's earned, earned that. that. No, that without a doubt, it's earned that. Um, yeah, it's a little hard. It's a little hard given how we normally talk about that because yeah. like it didn't win any stinkers or and the Razzies didn't exist, so we can't really judge it by that. Criteria. Think of it like this: when I heard about Caligula, I I thought of two things: ew, <laughs> and horny, right? Yeah, see, that's that was my initial. Uh, that was like my initial impression based on like, what I had heard about the film was just, oh yeah, super horny, right? That's just it's just like this nonstop wall wall sex, and like it is, but also gross. So is it an, is it an awful film in your opinion? Awful, icky, porno, gross film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll say yeah. It because here's the thing: it's not art. <laughs> Like it, it's it's maybe art to Tinto Brass, even though he's disowned it. Mm. Maybe art to somebody. What I think it's become now is a subversive curio. Like I said in the last episode, yeah. The the sixty seven percent five star reviews on Amazon is kind of a testament to that. <laughs> People who are so excited they got it on Blu Ray, and I during the break of the last episode while y'all were peeing, I was reading more of these and I'm telling you some of these reviews, like these people have, I'm not joking, like eight paragraph dissertations of what makes this film so amazing where they've broken down like almost every cum shot in their Amazon. Review. There you go, Joe. That's, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> no, this guy's stroke speeds entirely wrong. <laughs> so like I said, there is an audience now for subversive curios. That's why we're seeing a lot of these boutique labels releasing mm-hmm. $50, $60 4K reservations of 60s, 70s, and 80s erotica, stuff that wasn't even available in like actual movie theaters unless you were in the San Fernando Valley. And now people are looking at it as, as un 
misrepresented and misunderstood art. And I feel that's where this kind of falls. That's fascinating. I had no idea okay. there was that kind of market for that thing. I think... Oh, 100%. Hmm. Judging by the two cuts that I've watched, it's earned its icky bad film. <laughs> did I do, did I like it? Kind of. Am I fascinated by it? Yes. Yeah, I am fascinated by it. it it's definitely more, I, I, I like I didn't I didn't like it, but it is fascinating. I think that's a good word for it. Yeah. Great. Welcome to Durassel, <laughs> <laughs> the podcast that takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. I'm host Jack Culbertson, and here to suffer alongside me as always is also host Joe Nealis. Please sign my petition to get Kate, uh, Caligula in the next Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> uh, I already signed it. Hell yeah, thank you. <laughs> the fan art is already being sent in. Uh, once again, we are. You didn't know that goof did that. <laughs> uh, once again, God. we are greeted by Antonio of the Cultworthy Podcast. Hello, Antonio. Hello. Thanks for having me back to talk about Caligula even more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Our pleasure. This doesn't count as your hat <laughs> trick, though. Someone, another, another, another podcast has to come and ask you on to talk about this. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> I, I wanted to, to take a second to talk about how we first encountered Caligula, but you did that in the last episode, and it frankly can't be beat. <laughs> no, that, honestly, it was it's perfect. Well, I'd love to ask you. This was your pick. You yes. picked this. Yes, you did, Why? Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have kind of gotten into finding movies that are hard to find. Not that this one is like super difficult to find, but either movies that are underwatched or hard to find, or you can only find like a super grainy pixelated version on the internet or movies that like somebody talked to me at a party once in college and they were like, kind of wish I never heard of this Caligula. Um, It's got boobies. Uh, and also, I find Helen Mirren to be very attractive, except for in this movie. Uh, so that kind of backfired. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say she wasn't attractive in this movie. I'd say, I would. I would say, <laughs> I would say, I do. I would say that she she looks so, uh, like, just sick of where she is that I just, I feel more for her pain of being yeah. there than I am like, hey, how you doing? Right. Like. She she gives off a vibe like please don't just don't yeah and I'm like I I hear you I, that I I won't I respect fake that. fake pregnant belly and you can just stand over there oh god mm-hmm. I almost forgot about the whole birthing scene Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah that, oh. um so yeah I I there's that and also some of the weirder harder movies to find. Um, I wouldn't even want to talk about uh, <laughs> on the internet. You fucking um, pervert. I, yeah. Uh, and Joe won't <laughs> let me talk about Plague Dogs anymore. No, only um, because you, you you were doing it on, on like, a, like, a, like a daily Robert Evans-esque level. Like, <laughs> it's a really interesting film. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the book? It's even more depressing. No, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in the public yeah, domain? Rich- we could do an audio book of it. Oh my God, Richard Adams, good. who wrote it, wrote Watership Down too, which yeah. is the other mm-hmm. most disturbing animated film. Yes, I did both Play Dogs and Watership Down last April on my animated April series. Yes, yeah. you know. So I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess since you already did it, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, 
I licked it. It's mine. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Obviously, that's not the rule in the world of Caligula. No. <laughs> I licked it. Well, I licked it. Have some. <laughs> Oof. Mm. Um, so let's talk about who's responsible for this fucking disaster after <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe reminds us some some things. Oh, yeah, I should probably remind everybody to go and rate and review the show everywhere that I possibly can, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, uh, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, or wherever you listen to podcasts to help other people find us. We just want love. We just want love. Uh, you know, you know there's a massive petition for a 4K release of this that I'm looking at right now? A I... 4K release of it? Oh, my God. Can you imagine <laughs> this in 4 fucking K? I would watch this on Blu-ray. I would not watch this in 4K. I'm almost afraid to watch this in 4K. Now I'm getting why you said I might fear. Get something in my eye if I watch it in 4K. Just <laughs> <laughs> wear my cum. This goggles. movie, 4K, 4D. <laughs> God, can you I don't want to get too obscene. I don't want to get too obscene on your guys' show, but uh, yeah, I got. Really I, I got I gotta admit. You can smell this movie and it is not pleasant. <laughs> you can. We, we talked can about literally that. Literally smell this movie. We just we talked yesterday about how this had to be just the stankiest set in the history of film. <laughs> that first like It first smells of like all. ASU in July. <laughs> like it's <is> so <laughs> It's not good, y'all. All right. Serious question. <laughs> We're, we're set to be on stank wise. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no which, you're gonna which, do an either which, or. Which specific set? In oh, the film. scene. Of this? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna say the introduction to Peter O'Toole's character, his little haven of just weird boner stilt guys. And people getting fingered. Okay, I wasn't sure. On, I wasn't sure if you on me- multiple if you meant, tears. Yeah, I was. I wasn't sure if you if you meant like the fuck mountain setup that he had that he had going, or the grotto, or the where, fuck pond, the fuck pond. No, yeah. the fuck pond is actually rather pleasant. Like I would take a swim in the fuck pond in like Ooh, a second. Nope. It looked nice. <laughs> but I mean, just don't Peter get that water in like, your mouth. His his castle gray skull of boners <laughs> and dildos and. All that other shit, like yeah, that, I would say that, especially with that hot lighting they got on there. Yeah, that you know that I think that sells it for me is that fucking lighting because my immediate my immediate knee jerk reaction is the fuck boat brothel, but oh, the lighting on that fucking multi tiered set that you, might be it. Is that the same scene that I know? It's the scene where somebody's disemboweled. It is the same scene yeah. where somebody, yeah. Well, it's the same, yeah. It's the same scene as the wine, the wine jug. What uh, what scene has the pee scene? Is it that that's one or is late, the that's, that's later. Ah, okay, that's later. That's close to the end because that probably didn't smell great. <laughs> no, either, just collecting. Yeah, that's after. The, that's after he kills the dude that he butt fisted. And then right. the girls come over and they pee on his dead body. That poor actor. Oh my that, god! Just, oh my god, man! Just to put that little salt bay, t- you know, little sprinkle <laughs> on it. It's a finishing move. Oh yes, thank you, piss bay. <laughs> Hashtag piss bay. <laughs> We've talked about how he showed up with his family, right? Yeah, we okay. do. We, yes, right. yes, we t- we touched on that. Wait, we, wait, did we touch on that? No, I was waiting for this segment. 
Great, here oh, we are. Fuck, no, we talked so much about it throughout the day that I forgot right. we didn't actually say it on mic. Fuck. Uh, so, the actor who does get a... Uh, fuck, we didn't do disclaimer. Hey. I'll copy and paste the disclaimer from fantastic, the first episode. Fantastic, great. Um, the actor who gets fisted by Malcolm McDowell was not quite aware that that's what was going to happen that day and showed up with his family. To watch him in in this performance, he was very proud. He had gotten into this big big Hollywood movie, and uh... <laughs> thank you so much, Antonio, for sharing that Gilbert Gottfried episode with us. Because I, I the, the, it's gold. It's gold. Now, it's... what you don't because Malcolm McDowell also told that story in the commentary, but what he did not repeat in the uh, podcast is it's him talking to whomever it is, and he's like, ah, oh, there's this take where I take a flower out of my crown or whatever it is mm-hmm. and uh poop it right in his butt um however malcolm mcdowell thought that they'd cut that because the actor was so upset by that specifically he's oh. like yeah he's like so we you know we didn't do it we didn't do it because like it really upset the actor and then the movie the movie shows him doing exactly that and he's like oh well i guess we did yep <laughs> whoops <laughs> oh my god I just, I just love that like he found out, like, like he was so upset about the idea of like buggering, buggering as he buggery. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he didn't want to perform buggery on camera because he didn't feel that would, right. that, he felt that would be a, a, a kind of a career ender for him. Uh, it was seventy nine. It wouldn't have been. He didn't think people were ready for it. They probably weren't. <laughs> they probably weren't. Uh, <laughs> But so he's like arguing with Gore Vidal, who's then calling him a prude for not wanting to do this. It's like <laughs> to, to like Gore Vidal, pr- probably yeah. I, fair. Um, but then he finds out from from somebody else from what I think it was from a producer who like would gone to a sex party in New right. York or went to a gay club in New York and goes, "Yeah, they fuck each other with their fists on stage in front of everybody." He goes. Fist, you say? Fist, you say? Fist, you I could say. do that. Huh. I'll fist this guy. <laughs> that won't end my career. And it didn't. And it didn't. No. Remember him on Alex Mack? He fist a guy. <laughs> Hell, Jesus. I used to play Wing Commander in the '90s on PC, and <laughs> yeah. he was like in three of those. He doesn't. He doesn't fist anybody in those, but uh, not on screen. Not on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the people responsible for this film. Uh, we'll start with Gore Vidal, partially because he's the one I'm a, I'm a bad, bad theater student and I know probably the least about him. Okay. Um, and he was, he was an author, a playwright, politician, novelist, bit of an asshole, uh, <clears throat> super, super witty, um, leaned liberal, is known for writing this novel called uh, Maya Breckenridge, which was also turned into a movie, but he disowned it. Um, it it contin- contains one of the first instances of a main character um, having a sex change operation. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He himself was gay. Maybe. I mean, the, he, the only he said reason... he was not gay, but. Hoink. Yeah, I, I mean, the only reason I know anything about that is because they reference him having sex with Colonel Gentleman right. in the in the in the Venture Brothers, right? But which Gentleman gets around? What, what can we right. say? Right, you know, I can do. Uh, <laughs> very uh, prominent in like the sexual sexual liberation um, aspect. He did some script doctoring on Ben Hur, 
Uh, mm. He acted in Gattaca. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bit of a contrarian vibe I get from this dude. Had a lot of public tiffs. Uh, either he was just a shit talker, man. Like, yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah. He liked. He was a liberal shit talker, and he was good at it. And I think one of the most interesting things about him is that he loved to debate with real, just like Bible Belt conservative assholes on TV, oh, and just gosh. really put him in his place. I mean, if they would, if they would have had some of his debates on TikTok now, everyone <laughs> would know who he was. Like it it really is like what people are doing right now on TikTok and Instagram, just getting online and debating Bible Belt conservatives. Like this guy was doing that in like the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. Jackie so I, I think he laid the groundwork for that. Can we repurpose our TikTok to just rebroadcasting <laughs> the score of it all footage? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um God, I I wish I'd looked up what plays he had written, but I have no idea. Uh, anyway, uh, an important political figure and a social personality. Mm-hmm. An interesting cultural force. Yes. Let's talk about Tinto Brass, uh, which we did a little bit in the previous episode. A little bit, yeah. It was a, which I, 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 I also I feel compelled to just point out, what a fucking name. Yeah, it's a great name. It's just it's so many people in these stories that we've been covering as of late. These are just buck wild names. Tinto Brass. The Gooch. The Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he started out in avant-garde cinema. Uh, when he got to the 70s, uh, specifically Salon Kitty in 76, he started to lean more towards the erotic cinema. Caligula only pushed him further in that direction. I I don't know what I read that made me write this note down, but could he use a sex coordinator or an int- intimacy coordinator? <laughs> Um, I, I imagine his sets were not super fun to be on, uh, if you were, you know, a woman. I would agree with that. Um, (laughs) You're probably wrong onto something there. Uh, but it was Bob Guccione and I think Gore Vidal seeing Salon Kitty that led to him being chosen to, to direct Caligula. Hmm. Did you know that he was also in the early runnings to direct Clockwork Orange before Kubrick took it? I do, yeah. I did, I did not know that. Um, which, like... Very different movie. I, yeah. I guess makes sense, but also it's kind of gross. <laughs> but I guess Clockwork yeah, Orange yeah. is also kind of gross. I mean, yeah. Um, kind of hey, it was the, even perfect. The, kind of part of the whole deal. Um, he has a style. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think he is the reason that we ended up with Teresa what's her futs for um, Drusilla because he'd worked with her before. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool. Hey, Bob Guccione, the gooch. The He started Penthouse, right? Like he he's the reason it exists entirely. Um, he He's a bit of a failed painter. Uh and he was like, I can't paint. Let's do porn. Um, I mean, at least he didn't go the Hitler route, I guess. But Right. There's actually kind of a bit of a theme to this episode where the person's a failed artist, so they turn into a monster instead. <laughs> God. Uh, so, yeah, he was he was a failed painter. He wasn't able to make any money. So he, he created Penthouse Magazine, uh, which was basically Playboy, but with Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It was one of the first, if not the first, magazine to have um, pubic hair, uh, full frontal. Um, he expanded his business into everything a boob could could be in, including comic books, which will be something I will try to find on my own time. <laughs> uh, so in incoming Grant Morrison reference in three, right. two, one. Ah, no, not yet. No. Uh, well, actually, yet. I I I was thinking about Grant Morrison while I was working on this episode. Um, because <laughs> of course you were. You you did this to me. Um, I was going to save it for myself. <laughs> So Grant Morrison was working on this comic book called The Filth. Um, oh yeah, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned this to me the other day. Um, and in order for him to write it, he he it's called The Filth, and it's he watched every vile, disgusting human act, mostly porn, in yeah. order to saturate his brain and write this, and it really ruined him, them. And uh, that's kind of what I feel like a little bit with Caligula. Like, I, I really can't wait to be done with this episode so I can stop <laughs> thinking about dicks and cums and cums and bulls and bulls on people's faces. Um, <laughs> although I don't ever want to forget the image of the dickmonger um, that you see when Malcolm McDowell is kind of wandering through the the village. He's he's sad. Um, and there's somebody behind him, just like an extra behind him with like. Where the big dick hat. He's wearing like a big dick hat and yeah. he has like extra dicks he's trying to like sell. Yep. He's like, I got dicks for sale. Dicks, dicks, I want a dick. Um, that, that <laughs> is a job I would not mind having if it paid rent. Um, there, there's, there were two, two people who like that that stood out to me. One was him and the other was in the uh, giant multi tiered, uh, uh, Peter O'Toole fuck mountain right, right, fuck uh, mountain. was the, uh, the guy juggling the big golden dicks. <laughs> there he was. Yeah. Impressive. Yes. Um, not <laughs> as impressive as the guy in like the the kind of like m- middle stage area of mm. Fuck Mountain. Yes. Who jumped and clapped the entire time into the next yes. day when everybody else was passed out. And he like, did have some unbelievable stages. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> I like Boner Stiltman, guys. Boner, Boner Stiltman. Stiltman. Okay, Bo- Boner Stiltman's pretty good. Yeah. B- Boner Stiltman. Did, did Attorney he, at Law. Did, <laughs> well, we found the episode title. All right. <laughs> oh shit. Um not not enough screen time in my opinion, but Agreed. The like Carney's uh, Dick Carney's in that scene. Um, that is the movie that I would make. I would kind of like let them film what they're doing with the dicks. And then we're like, all right, now we're going to talk about like your personal stories as Dick Carney's. Um, what happens when the like, Dick Carney goes home to his family? Right. Yeah. So Jack wants to make Santa Sangre, but with the <laughs> Dick Carney's <laughs> from ah, Caligula. Shit. That is what it is, isn't it? God damn it. <laughs> Well, it's already been done. Fuck. You're right. <laughs> oh, Who says that god. art is dead? Oh my god. <laughs> and I have some real weird dreams tonight. Oh. Uh, oh, thank you for that. So the gooch. Continue. Uh, so the, Bob Guccione. Two two real quick notes for the gooch. Um, he wanted to follow up this movie, assuming it had been successful. With can you can you guess what? historical figure why you is can. Catherine the Great it's Catherine the Great God, it's, it's, no damn it it's obviously Catherine the Great I'm so mad yeah me Ugh. too 
Uh, no, the horse was not going to have a good time in that one. <laughs> Mercifully, this movie bombed. <laughs> Thank fuck. Oh. He did, however, and I, I can't even fault him for this. He did reutilize the sets and the costumes to make an actual Roman porno. All right. Which I'm like, fine. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that makes sense. You know good. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> Thank right. you. Right. I better see that dick monger in there. Uh, <laughs> you gotta keep that man employed. <laughs> and then the, uh, really the the biggest reason we have this movie is Caligula, the man himself. Yeah. Um, little, little boots. Little boots. Uh, really quick history on him. You could do like an eight part series on Caligula. Uh, so the reason he's called Little Boots is he used to go with his father um who was who's a general basically as the mascot he was like the little like soldier mascot and they would they dress did him up. refer to him yeah. as his dad's mascot yeah. at some point i was mm-hmm. like what the fuck's that about that's weird um and he would put on a soldier uniform but you know small and it's cute <laughs> and he he would wear like little boots his little boots uh, and he hated that name sure which makes sense um <laughs> So uh, we mentioned a little bit in the first episode that it's difficult to know what is true, what is not true, mostly because the people who wrote the history on Caligula did it like a hundred years after he had already died and hated him. So Somewhat biased. Right. Not the, not the most objective historical view on a person. So the movie actually doesn't do a whole lot of the more obviously fake bullshit, excluding him sleeping with his sister. That's kind of the most prominent um, myth about him. So we, we don't know if that's actually true. There, I think there's four people who wrote about Caligula, three or four people who wrote about him. And only one of them mentions that specifically his grandmother caught him in bed with his sister. Hmm. And it was when they were children. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards it not being the case, but also I don't care. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the year of our Lord nineteen. Um, uh, other things that are kind of probably not true. Unfortunately, he he probably did not make his horse a senator. I'm offended by this. I'm a little bummed. No, I, I'm, I'm, I, I reject this reality and substitute my own. That horse that that horse ran ran for office and held that office for like twenty years. There is. <laughs> worked on infrastructure <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he lowered taxes it was great beloved. for the average roman <laughs> how do you say the horse's name i incitatus I'm in, pretty incitatus sure. there is a slightly higher chance that he was made a priest sure because it was probably a little easier to be like my horse is now a priest um he did give the the horse slaves what um he i I, they mentioned this in the movie kind of sorta so he he considered himself to be a god this problematic ass horse got slaves fucked up it's a little yeah um he also made everyone worship his sister as though she were also a god and his horse was like somewhat less than a god. I mean, I guess it would like, be kind of weird if you're a god and the people you are a blood relative of yeah. aren't gods. That's that'd be a yeah. little, little strange, right? I mean, it makes sense, but it also made everybody pretty, pretty angry. 
I mean, they're already polytheistic. Right. Um, And he worshipped Isis, which was already weird. Yeah, he's already Um, worshipping, like, a completely different pantheon's gods. So, like, some stuff that I would have liked to have seen in the movie. So, people hated Emperor Tiberius. Mm. Uh, He was a horrible tyrant, um, molested children, then threw them off a cliff. Um, It became a thing. It was a bit of a thing. They named that, the cliff after. That doesn't need to be a thing. You, uh, either part, really. No, none of, um, that, none of that needed to be a thing. That He was really worried that Caligula's family would assassinate him. So he, he was like, well, I'm going to assassinate you. Uh, specifically, uh, Caligula's father, who was very popular. It, there, it's highly likely that he was poisoned by Tiberius. Mm. He, in, in finger quotes, invited Caligula to stay with him on Capri. Good chance that he was also assaulted. Almost certainly was made to watch the things that Tiberius did. Yeah. And as Tiberius kind of slowly worked his way through Caligula's family, as far as killing them, he would look to see if Caligula would react. That's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And Caligula had to not, because if he did, then he would be questioning the authority of the emperor and then be put to death. Um, not ideal. You know, it's almost like, and uh, it's in the movie too. Uh, there's a quote from Tiberius that's like, I'm creating a viper in Rome's butt. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, the, fa- <laughs> yeah the famous, the famous uh, butt viper line. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know. That one, it basically, he's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm creating a monster for Rome. Gonna... Yeah, I do remember something. I, I forget the exact line, really, but yeah, it was something along, for you something guys along those, that sentiment. Um, so he was, uh, Tiberius was eventually assassinated. Um, <laughs> there, There's this, so uh, you remember Jamilus? Like his brother mm-hmm. or? A step. The little, the little step. Brother, yeah. Right, yeah. The one who's very afraid most of the time. Right, as he mm-hmm. should have been. Yeah. Um, so he was actually like, should have been the Caesar, but he was too young. Mm-hmm. And Tiberius didn't actually like making decisions because he he kind of wanted to just go fuck. He uh, had a lot of fucking and killing to do, you see. Right, just... right. So when he had to decide who's going to be the Caesar, he just called up. The two boys and whoever was whoever arrived first made the decision was the Caesar. Oh, so he just won a he won a race, basically. Yeah, but they didn't. It was an unknown race because they didn't know. That's not fair. Uh, specifically because Jermillus Germ- was he was hungry, so he stopped and ate breakfast first. Ah, oh, see, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah. I would have done the same thing though. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I have a breakfast. I'm not. I can't function well without a breakfast. I don't want to go see pervert Tiberius without you know something. <laughs> I can't do. I can't do this again on an empty stomach, no. guys. And that's why you lose, Jamilus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So Kulia became the the emperor, the Caesar, uh, and he was really popular with people for the first couple months to a year. He gave bonuses to his soldiers. Uh, he freed the enslaved, which is a good which, place to start. We kind of see some of that in the yeah, film. Yeah, like, yeah, we do. There's a lot, a yeah. lot of like, you know, I, uh, you, you get this, you, you get extra money right now. Yeah. Um, so like Tiberius was really stingy, did not spend any money. So when Caligula showed up, he's like, oh, I got all this money I need to spend. 
gave it to soldiers, spent it on infrastructure, building shit, um, threw some great parties. Yeah. Uh, which we definitely see in the movie. This is one that I was kind of surprised by and really liked. Uh, he made all go- uh, government documents available to the common man. Really? Yeah. But what were the literacy rates? Oh, that's a good point. You can all read this if you could read. <laughs> <laughs> you may all did take re- a look at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did redaction exist back then? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, it's like if you stop right here, he was great. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, then he became ill. Um, right. It's uh, people can't decide whether he became ill because of you know of, of an illness or if he was poisoned. Uh, did he magically get better as quickly as he did in the film? Unknown by me, maybe Just... I don't know. Uh, I see in the film I. Th- I got the vibe that it was an infection because then Drusilla becomes ill. She, yeah, she, I mean, she, like, she got it from him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, but then he just kind of like magically pops back up, like, "Ooh, yeah. I'm fine." Like, he's, he's got that spunky Caligula godness to him. I don't know. And it either way, after that, he became a dick. Yep. Yep, and then four years later, he well, a- after four years of reigning, he was assassinated. So, didn't go well for him. But, not bad for rolling for four years, and, you know, we're still talking about him today. Even if it's because he's a pervert dick. Well, it also makes me wonder, like, how much of the stories are apocryphal, you know, like, we, we associate Caligula with debauchery it's the most extreme form but is that because of the movie and how it was told and what it displayed or from actual like people digging into historical documents and and the historical references because for me whenever I hear Caligula reference it's about debauchery and it mostly has to do with the film and how the film portrays him so yeah so my research on him went beyond the film, um, but even when I was researching him in other areas, they also brought up the film. Hmm. Uh, but he did have several historians who wrote about him. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's the, the parts that I pointed out that are probably not true, like him sleeping with his sister or making his horse a senator, probably not true. But he, uh, given the the culture of the time... And that historians probably think that he probably had um, a personality disorder. That's probably a safe bet, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to pathologize, but like, given all the shit that went yeah. down, like, he there's something something's not right there. I mean, yeah, but if you want to be Team Caligula, you you, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it didn't really end well for Caesars in general. True. (laughs) You know, if this guy got just a little bit more randy with things and still went out the way other Caesars do, hey, at least he had a good time doing it. You know, I don't think all the other Caesars had a fuck boat, so (laughs) winning. True. I'm pretty pretty sure he is the only one that had a a fuck boat. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm trying to think, because I researched Tiberius... Caligula 
Claudius? Claudio? Claudius. Claudius and then Nero. No, Claudio's the front man of Coheed and Cambria. No, it's Claudius. <laughs> Little different. Um, <laughs> and I think I think Caligula was the only one with the fuck boat. Nero got up to some weird shit too, but not not quite as perverse. Well, as, I mean, uh, you know, rock stars do what they do on tour. It's right. Just... <laughs> right. We did talk about that. <laughs> What I was mentioning earlier about how they wanted to be an artist and then things went poorly when they weren't allowed to be. Um, Caligula was originally just wanted to be a poet. Hmm. Um, and I think a dancer. Well, he's uh, got those sick moves. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've seen the film. Uh, and and then he became. Yeah, but it's Caesar. like just one routine that's like choreographed, dude. Like, I want to see true. his freestyle before I make any judgment. I, I would. Calls. I would like to see him pop and lock it a little bit. Maybe <laughs> see if he they throw throw down some cardboard. See if he can break dance. Um. Yeah. Just get silly with it. He's he wasn't quite as bad as Nero, who every time he was left to his own devices, was like, "I'm going on tour <laughs> <laughs> with my poetry." <laughs> Uh, I must perform for right. Genoa. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, they both pissed off. They they started to put statues of themselves in like um. I think it was it was Jewish temples. Oh yeah, that's shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like um. Yeah, my sister should be in your temple. She's a goddess now. She, she <laughs> goes. She goes there. Uh. And Nero, after his people got mad at him, he's like, it was the the Christians. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's doesn't go well. Hey, let's take a break. All right. So. Psst. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul mouth biddies have an always casual, often comedic. What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Doomers. Welcome back. We're gonna fix Caligula, please, for the love of God. And how? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Caligula. Brilliant. I thought it was really they 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 started well. Title Caligula. I knew what it was about. I even succinct to the point. The the poster's pretty cool. I actually like the first like two I minutes. Do, really I good. do like the poster. Yeah. Um, and the score, keeping the score. Uh, I want to, you know maybe lean a little bit more into the historical drama aspect, still keep it erotic, still going to be, hot. well, we're going to make it hot. I say, please um, <laughs> make it hot at least. Like, right. if it's going to, if, if we're going to do this, just... uh, kind of what you were saying in the last episode, Antonio, where the, the sex is more motivated the story wise, instead of just cut to fellatio. Um, <laughs> Now, I have to commend the sexual performers in this movie because anyone that's worked a set, this is beyond a typical porno set for sure. Like, there are costumes and lighting and props and so many camera setups. Those boys got to be at the ready, and I don't think they get enough credit. I, I feel that the filmmakers kind of did them dirty. They didn't really focus on the prowess of these specimens they did there's some talk about the woman who volunteered to pee on a guy 
Uh, they basically gave her a gallon of water, had her drink it, and then stand by. <laughs> <laughs> like, stand by. We're going to finish. Just one more take. Just one more take. <laughs> Don't pee yet. Just one more take. <laughs> um, Wait for golden hour. Right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start with Caligula when he first is arriving on Capri, when he's first being tormented by his his adopted uncle i want to see i want to build some some sympathy for this kid you know hearing about his his brothers being killed his father's father being killed um i think his mother committed suicide if i recall so that this isn't quite true but the only family he has left is drusilla so they're they're like trauma bonded he actually had some other sisters alive but it doesn't matter um we we don't see them in the film either so it's yeah it's fine this is the only person he feels safe with. This is the only person he feels like he can relate to, who's also obviously lost all of her family. Uh, but living with Tiberius fucked up his idea of a healthy sex life, also made him fascinated with death to the point where all he really wants is to spend time with his sister and hopefully see Isis in the afterlife. Like we have. I thought there was a number of cool scenes in the movie where he's talking in the ear of, I think it's Nerva. Mm-hmm. And then in a much more perverse way, the soldier uh, that he's tormenting, kind of like talking in their ear, like, tell me what you see. Yeah, that that I found fascinating. Yeah. Like his 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 insistence on asking, like, do you see ISIS? And, and yeah. wanting to know like what she looks like and what she's saying and so on and so forth. Like just that little hint into his sort of his his like particular brand of psychosis yeah. uh, and obsession. It, it is but it's not grounded to anything else. Like, it's just it's no. just kind of thrown it's kind of peppered in there at a couple of different points. Well, it's also like his connection to boyhood innocence because he's acting like someone who's seen Santa Claus. He's so fascinated yeah. by the idea of it. So it does bring, like I said, there are moments in this film that bring like some humanity to him, but the film doesn't allow that to play out. Yeah, because there's because there's boners in between. <laughs> the boners are very distracting. They are, they are, man. They are. Boners have a place, a time and a place. <laughs> <laughs> buggery uh (laughs) mcdowell talks about in the commentary how an early iteration of the script basically has him starting start to end crazy 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 and he's like that's not fun to play it's not fun to watch and we do see him ramp up but i still think he hits that quote-unquote crazy way too early i'd agree with that um, I think you can even push that further away. So you start with him as a as a kid, young adult, whatever. Probably young adult would be a little bit more comfortable, given what's yeah. going on around him. Uh, you can fudge the age a little bit, just make him a little a little older for it, and not just completely turn right. people off from it. Something that I noticed while watching or learning about these these different Caesars is their their lives are all super cyclical. Where they start out, they don't want to be Caesar. They want to do something else. They end up as Caesar. They become monsters. Hmm. Uh, it happens with Tiberius. That happens with Caligula. Claudius was just too happy and drunk to give a shit. And that then tracks. Nero. They, the, all three of them, that happens. Um, and that's that's what I want to see here. Is like We see Tiberius. We see him afraid of Tiberius. He becomes Tiberius. 
kind of really exemplify that cycle more thir- more thoroughly. Yeah, like focus on that, not the boners. I also want to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to completely abandon the no, boners, no, 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 just so we don't want them to be quite as distracting. Listen, yeah, we shot the scene with the guys, the spies, sucking each other <laughs> off. We're using the scene. This is completely unacceptably unprofessional. Like you, you're on a job site. Come on. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to tell me with that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of bewildering. They have, like, Drusilla and Caligula are talking in bed. I think they're, like, plotting or whatever. Yeah. And there's this, like, frowning face on the wall that whoever the architect was was like, oh, this would be great for spies to look through. We'll make the, you know, the mouth clear. And he, he, Caligula, I don't know if he heard the suckling or what, but he like runs over and he's like, hey, you pervert, get the fuck out of there. A dick has touched lips. <laughs> right. I right. must see. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's like the modern day equivalent of a guy getting like caught jerking off in a Zoom meeting, you know? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> oh, it's ancient it's Jeffrey like, Tubin. Damn it, man. <laughs> he's not even mad damn that they're man. spies. He's just like, you perverts. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even like do anything to me. He's just like, no. get out of here, you scamps. Yeah. <laughs> He's people have tried to kill him before. This is not even that bad. <laughs> These two oh, can't God. even what overcome if, their horniness. What if they weren't even spies? Like, what if they were hitmen and that's well, they got distracted <laughs> before the job? Like, what if Pulp Fiction started that way? What if <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I digress. Continue. <laughs> so in my my version of Santa Sangria with the dick carnies we're definitely having a little like b plot with the two hitmen that are too busy sucking each other off to actually get the job done we missed it again oh Oh, dang it go away again why are you so gorgeous pull your pants up we gotta go boss why do you keep pairing me with billy man i can't get anything done oh my god have you seen this man's cock it's gorgeous So, I want to focus on early on how Caligula can't bring himself to kill a person. Okay. Because he can't. He can't bring himself to kill. Tiberius Macro has to do it. Um, I also want to show how he has a really hard time making decisions. It's Drusilla who's helping him make the decisions. Um, That's stealing a little bit from Nero. Nero really couldn't make any decisions without his mom. Nero was a mama's boy? Very much a mama's boy. Oh, my God. He did eventually try to kill her, but, like... It's That's, you're kind of overcorrecting the situation right. there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean his his mom took it like real hard too. Cause oh, when the when the hitman came to kill her, uh, she had him stab her in the womb. Oh God! It's symbolic. Anyway, that's that's later on. We're uh, we're still stuck on Caligula. That guy didn't even get distracted by a dick anywhere no. along the way. <laughs> that's why no. you can't have two hitmen. You have one. Yeah, hitman. They learned the they learned yeah. the lesson after that. Caligula, yeah. they're like that was that was like the Leon, the professional of the hitmen <laughs> yep. back then. Is you can't have two Leons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They'll start sucking. Each other. Start sucking each other off. <laughs> Okay. Oof, we're getting a little loopy here, huh? <laughs> getting <laughs> You picked the film, asshole. I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be so much suckling. Uh, anyway. So, 
we, I also want to focus on we seeing his need for approval. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, something I'm kind of taking from Nero, but whatever. He was he was an artist. Are you sure you don't want to make a Nero movie? I might want to make a Nero movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I want to make a Nero movie, but with more dicks. <laughs> Caligula's got all the dicks. That's Caligula's sad. got all the dicks. Nero's got the like the pained artist thing. I just want the two. And I mean, fine. they kind of have like yeah, they've got some stuff in common. They like, have some stuff in common. See, yeah, I can see what. And again, you're playing with the cycle of things. So. Right. Right. Anyway. Uh, Directed by Paul Verhoeven. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sold. (laughs) Some really weird cloacas in there. Uh, (laughs) Opening final draft now. Fade in. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, What does Phil Tippett do? (laughs) Mad gods. Some go motion dicks. I don't want this CGI. We're doing practical like we did in the eighties. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the turn comes when Drusilla dies, as it does in this film. Sure, sure. His cruelty is directed at the doctors who couldn't save her, the senators that set him up to mm. fail, and. I want to see him be angry. We have this moment in the movie where he's angry at, I th- is it Isis or is it Venus? Th- who's He takes a statue and he like busts it. I imagine it's probably Venus because he would have to be in Egypt to find a statue of Isis unless he purposefully mm-hmm. had one built in Rome. Well, there, there was the temple of priestesses who worshipped Isis, but... You're oh, probably, right, yeah. right. No, never mind. That's, um, uh, so it could have been. Pay attention. There. Man. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Fucking Joe. Okay, look, we talked about we talked about this beforehand. <laughs> there, there weren't even a, any there, dicks in that there, scene. There, was a, there, was, there weren't any dicks in that scene. No, we, we were concerned. Just a bunch of lesbians. But <laughs> <laughs> we were concerned that this was going to be, that this, was going to, this, this movie was going to turn me straight in a yeah. way that, like, in, in, akin to making a kid who smoked a cigarette smoke an entire right, car yeah, all in like, one oh, sitting. Right, yeah, it's like, oh, you like dicks? Here's all the dicks. Here's all the dicks. No, it it, it, It was like showgirls for me. I'm like, I don't even like tits anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Good lord. This is somehow both our most hetero and gayest episode we've done. Yeah. I'm just glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, So. He, there's a moment he, he breaks the statue of Venus. Yes. I want him to. I want him to be the third act to be his like revenge on everyone, doctors, senators, and the gods. Yes, for not saving Drusilla. And then I want him when he goes to the street and he sees the people making fun of him. Fuck them too. I mean, he, so he, you want to give it the Godfather ending? You're going to have him take basically. care of all family business. I like it. I like Sports it. Yeah. I like it. I'm not sure where to fit the orgy scene in. I mean, I think he's still going to make the senators' lives and the sex workers, but but I think I think since you're, you know you're playing up the revenge angle of this and like the like the uh, like him inflicting this upon them, like it's an opportunity to show like no, this is actually like a monstrous thing he's doing yeah. to these wives. And you know, McDowell kind of already takes that scene into a uh, not a ringleader, that's not the word, like a, a good carnival barker. He, yeah, really, he, does. he really does. Yeah. He does a lot of barking in this movie. If I had yeah. to hear him shout, only five gold pieces <laughs> one more fucking time. <laughs> I'm just going to push that even further. Uh, 
So we eventually get to the ending and I kind of already said it in the first part because history did a better ending anyway. Yeah. No, so you, you get him down into that, into that secret corridor. Yeah. You get that angelic chorus of boys. So it's in this, I changed it a little different. It's a little different. So like the Senate has had their fill of him. There's like, fuck this guy. The people hate him. Um, and even after these endless games, they're like, we're going to assassinate this guy. Uh, I want him to specifically put on, again, I'm stealing from Nero. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> Nero. I want him to put on the play that they were rehearsing Yeah. at the end. And it's the the play bombs. Oh, so then they're getting like tomatoes and shit thrown at them. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they're getting like chased for how shitty it was. And they end up in that uh, that corridor. Yeah, it's like they're, he's had his revenge and he still feels like shit. Yeah. So he's being led through this corridor back to the the palace. And we're intercutting this with uh, scenes of um, Helen Mirren getting stabbed and his dad, his daughter's head getting crushed in. Not by a Cabbage Patch doll because that looked shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and we hear the the, be- the beautiful like choir music, the angelic choir. And it kind of brings him back to him, him being a child and the, the beauty he was never allowed to experience as a child. Cause he was trapped with a pervert. Yeah. Um, and then when he is being assassinated, you can almost see on his face, him looking towards death to try to see like, well, what is it that I am going to see? Am I going to see ISIS? So am then I you're going see? to get that last crazed look in his yeah. eyes. And even if it were me directing it, it would be that moment of recognition where he's like, there is nothing. Yeah. So it's just terror. The end. I, I fucking love that, actually. Um, yeah. It's deep. I like it. But with dicks. <laughs> <laughs> with like a lot of dicks. It's like a lot of dicks and maybe some boobies. You ruined it. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe some boobs, she said. Maybe... Does I your guess. version still have the wall of? Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. Trimming. Okay. All right. Cool. You got to keep that. That, that thing was too, that, that thing was far too ridiculous to ever remove. There were. Yeah, it's amazing. It was a solid wall of red marble. Yeah. Just with a bunch of dudes with like standing faces, all over it. Slaves and they were like it. they and they were fanning it. They were keeping the operators yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, and you just have like you, mower blades at the bottom, just chopping people's heads off, but also efficiently removing it from the field. In most cases, there was one that kind of kind of got like bumbled off into it, the middle. It got like, sliced oh, too hey. good. <laughs> yeah, get this back over into the catcher. Come on, I w- I dare say in my version there would be twice as many murder walls. Twice as many, yeah. <laughs> at least twice as many scenes with a murder wall. Ah, okay. Get to spend, really get to get to get a feel for right. it. They said action. it was gilding the lily, and I said more murder walls. <laughs> <laughs> Jack takes his lilies and dumps them into molten gold. Right? Just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you drink it, you poop gold. Uh, <laughs> so, fellas, don't do that. <laughs> Goldschlager for my butt. Uh, <laughs> do we? Do you feel as though I've fixed Caligula? I, I think you did an admirable job. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Where where are we rating this on um Rotten Tomatoes? Antonio, what do you think? Jack's version? Yeah. I I'd say it's a solid seven if you get the casting right. 
seven out of a hundred. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I always, I always confuse. Rotten, I don't never look at Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Seventy. Let's give there it a seventy. Okay. Yeah. I'd go no lower than a sixty-nine. <laughs> I would be mad uh, if you did. I yes. Uh, <laughs> great. I I can sleep easy tonight with my visions of dick mongers and golden shits. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> Antonio, thank you for for. You idiot! Why'd you do this to yourself? <laughs> why you did this? Oh, I know why I did it myself. Oh. I don't know why you agreed to it, Antonio. <laughs> well, you know, I've been waiting a year for the next invitation, and you said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna hook up soon," and this is what it was. And I'm not one to turn down an invitation when my friends ask me out. You know. Hey, on the bright side, the next time it won't be this. That's yep. <laughs> But what if it was? But what if it was? <laughs> I'd be upset. <laughs> I mean, did you did you guys know that there are two unofficial sequels to this film? Why did you tell him that? Oh, shit, there really? Why did you tell oh him that? Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Both directed by Joe D'Amato, who did the erotic night of the living dead. I gotta go. Wait, there's an erotic night of the living dead? <laughs> guys, I'm gonna be busy tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so and, excited. And although I haven't seen them, I did read some of the synopsis, and you would be pleased to know that in that version, is called Caligula, the Untold Story, mm-hmm. there is a horse who is masturbated to completion. So... <laughs> I might need... What was that company you were telling us about that trims out the porno bits? <laughs> I mean, clean cuts? Clean flicks? Yeah. No, I like mine better. Clean cuts. It's like a haircut place that also edits film. Um, <laughs> I might need... In this cl- economy, you have to diversify. Right, yeah. Uh, I might need clean clean flicks to trim that bit out. <laughs> but other than that, I am in. I'm in uh, so multiple mad. sequels plus of zombie porno. Hell yeah. Oh, man. What was that called? Dicks of the Dead? <laughs> Dawn of the Dicks? Erotic Night of the Living Dead? Oh, yeah, I guess that's pretty Is that actually, is that, the, is that the name? Erotic Night of the that's Living the Dead? Name. That's the that, name, yeah. yeah Look yeah. up Joe D'Amato. He's got all these like erotic versions of these films. We're definitely doing a second uh, unit on Joe yeah, D'Amato. Yeah, I know. We, probably, we definitely are. God <laughs> damn it. Antonio, thank you for, for, for joining us. Uh, where can the people find you? Oh, they can find me uh, everywhere you find podcasts, the Cultworthy Cinema Podcast, the Cultworthy Classic, and the Milf and Me Podcast. Just go to thecultworthy.com. It takes you wherever yeah. you want to go, including Absolutely. links to your guys' show. And to everyone else who has uh, been a, a partner with the Cultworthy Podcast. This is true. Joe, where, where can they find us? Wherever you listen to podcasts, as we've mentioned, uh, please rate and review if you enjoyed this absolute insanity <laughs> we've just engaged in. <laughs> We really appreciate this. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at uh, DRazzledPod, on Facebook at DRazzledPodcast, on Instagram and TikTok at DRazzled underscore podcast. If there's a film you'd like to see us cover in season three, please email us with your recommendation at DRazzledPodcast at gmail.com. You can also feel free to suggest anything you'd like to see pop up in our Redbubble merch store. And uh, we hope that you join us next time here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> be sure to check us out next time as we will as as always we will be sure to horse come <laughs> <laughs>
Razzle, razzle, dazzle, dazzle yeah. yeah. Good night. <laughs>